You're listening to Good Shepherd Brentwood's Sermon Feed. Today's sermon was preached by Youth Director Jamie Dougherty and recorded on the second Sunday of Advent, December 4th, 2022. And please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. I want to tell y'all a story. Halfway through college, I transferred to a new school in a new city, in a new state, far from home. It was risky. I was doing well enough at my university. I had good friends. I had a church. I had beautiful mountains. And I was only two hours from home. Transferring meant starting completely over in the courses for my major, finding a new church, learning how to live in an unfriendly metropolis, how to use public transportation, how to go to class when it was negative 20 degrees outside, and starting over with making friends, save one, my best friend, who I'll call Sam. Sam and I had the idea to move there to pursue making music together. Our musical ambitions were primary. School was nearly an afterthought, an excuse to move to the big city. Things took a dark turn in the months leading up to our journey north. Sam got into drugs, and then worse drugs, and deep mental health issues started to surface. We played a concert over the summer, and he was in such a bad state, he forgot all the words and walked off stage. On our road trip to the apartment we were about to share, he told me he never wanted to play music with me again. We lived together the best we could, and I tried to be patient tried to love him and offer the support I knew how to give, which honestly wasn't very much. Neither of us spent much time in the apartment, I trying to make new friends and explore the city, he off doing things I didn't want to know about. I found some friends and eventually a church, and I tried playing music with dozens of people, but it all made me feel even lonelier. They were nice people, but they weren't really my people. As the winter neared and the days began to shorten, I started to wonder what I was even doing there. My major was fiction writing, something I did have some interest in, but my passion had become blurred. Creating art, making songs, telling stories. I knew these were important to me, 
but I didn't know why. Up to that point in my life, I had experienced Christianity as being primarily about learning the right beliefs and trying to believe and follow them the best I could. The church I grew up in emphasized learning the right answers to the spiritual questions. Memorize the catechism, read Calvin. It was an academic, rational, left-brained environment. And there were some good things about that. But it only got me so far. The catechism didn't say anything about fiction writing or college or what I should do with my life. It didn't tell me that God could care about art or why he should. It didn't teach me that my artistic ambitions were good, God-given, and perhaps even ordained to be used for God's kingdom. Christian marketed radio and media had always seemed lame to me. And on the other hand, I could not yet see what Jesus had in common with the avant-garde films, the contemporary literature, and the indie rock bands that I loved. I could not yet see how my artistic and religious life could and should overlap. During Christmas break, Sam dropped out and went off to rehab. I nearly decided to drop out myself, or at least move home and take a break until I knew more about what I wanted to study and why. I was talked into going back to try one more semester. I was also talked into giving the campus ministry groups one more shot. I had been to one meeting of one group early on in college and decided they weren't for me. But thankfully that January, on my first visit to InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, I met a musician I had a lot in common with, and he invited me to a talk on faith and the arts the next day. I went and my life was changed. The speaker opened his talk like this. What is the gospel in essence? Is it this? You were born a sinner into a broken world. Jesus came to die on the cross in your place in order to save your soul from an eternity in hell and so that you could go to heaven. He asked for a show of hands of those who thought it sounded like a good summary of the essentials of Christian belief. Most of the hands in the room went up. He had tricked us. Wrong, he said. Unfortunately common, but this is not a good summary of the gospel. It misses so much of the story. First of all, we miss the beginning. When God created a good world, created humans out of the materials of the earth and called them good, and gave them good work to do before the fall, 
when humanity turned away from God and each other. And we miss the part after Jesus dies on the cross, when he is resurrected and tells us he will come again to judge the living and the dead and to make his home with us forever. We miss the parts that Jesus in the Gospels talks so much about, the kingdom of God. We miss how the kingdom will come at his return, reuniting heaven and earth, and how that's already begun breaking into our world, and even how we get to be some small part of that miracle. It is hard to give a good summary of the gospel, the good news. Jesus did it like this. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. So did John the Baptist, as we read in the gospel today. And Isaiah did it like this. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. I always think of a flower coming up through concrete. With righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And the wolf shall live with the lamb and a little child shall lead them. It was there at that talk that my faith started to change and to deepen. My religious life of static ideas now had a narrative frame in which the ideas could come alive. There was a grand cosmic story that existed apart from me and my cognitive beliefs or even feelings about God, and yet I had a part in it, however small. It's a story in four acts creation, fall, redemption, and new creation. That last act, new creation, deals with the renewal of everything and every person, the restoration of God's good creation that was lost or corrupted in the fall, the kingdom of heaven. The new creation is the triumphant conclusion to the story of God and us. It's the future era of God's triumphant return to the world he created in love, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And that's the part of the story we sing about, pray about, and prepare for during the season of Advent. The same friend who invited me to that talk on the faith and the arts would invite me to join his church and later his band, and later he would be my best man, my wedding. Visiting his church was how I came to this Anglican tradition. I fell in love immediately there was so much to appreciate. But what moved me most was how connected to story the service was. At the church of my youth, 
we looked at one or two lines of scripture and broke it down into its Greek or Hebrew minutia, making interpretations based on where a comma might be placed. But here, we got a scripture reading from four places in the Bible, the Old Testament, the Psalm, the New Testament, and the Gospel, all somehow connected, all somehow part of the same story. And I started to notice that the next week, each of those readings continued the story. And then I found that the holidays known as Christmas and Easter, I was used to celebrating, were actually part of a yearly narrative whole that gave each of those days a lot more meaning. Every week here, we are told a story and we enact a story. Our Sunday service follows a traditional story arc. The beginning exposition, the middle, the climax, and the resolution. Everything rises to the climax that is the Eucharist. During the celebration of the Eucharist, Mother Natalie and Father Fred tell the story of the Last Supper every time. And that's when we get to join in that story. It's as if we, along with all those around the world also celebrating today, are transported across time and space to the same dinner table with Jesus and the disciples and all the rest of Christendom. As we begin this church year, I hope we can journey together more deeply into God's story. And I hope that as you enter into the story, as you watch or act in the familiar nativity drama, December 16th, 7 p.m., see you there, as you encounter the same biblical readings as last year, that it will make you consider what story are you telling with your life? What part do you have to play in God's story? As the youth ministry director, I will be helping the youth to ask these questions this year. We are even going to try telling a story together in a new way. We're creating a short film together. We'll be looking at some of the stories Jesus told and adapt one of his parables to a film. It's going to be a lot of stumbling and learning and work and fun. But I believe joining with God, the storyteller, is crucial to the life of faith. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in hearing our sermons in real time, you can check us out at our website, www.goodshepherdbrentwood.org. 
or attend online during our 1015 Sunday live stream on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Good Shepherd Brentwood. If you have any questions or comments, or maybe you'd like to meet with one of our clergy, you can email us at office at goodshepherdbrentwood.org. Or if you're interested in visiting in person or have questions about our programs and services, you can text 615-637-3738, where you'll be contacted by our staff. We'd love to meet you.